<laughs> Hello. It's been a minute. I know. I took an unexpected break from the podcast um, for a lot of reasons, which I will get into later. Uh, it's currently August 24th at 1.11 p.m. If you've been on Instagram watching my stories, you know there's a heck of a lot going on right now. And I have a lot to say about a lot of things, but I'm going to try to keep this a little bit more condensed to my purpose in talking to you today. Um, so <laughs> this break that kind of came unexpectedly came after a few things. Um, I was trying to, in, in trying, it's funny because in trying to get a little bit more organized, because the way I had been doing this was that I would, I'm uploading every other week, right? So on my off week, I'd try to, I'd try to make an appointment to have a conversation with somebody and then give myself time to edit it and then upload it the following week. In an effort to try to organize myself a little bit better and not have to depend on other people's schedule and my own schedule and hope that everything was going to come out fine in order to be ready for upload day, I was trying to, what do you call, like stockpile content, I guess. I just have more content available, so I wasn't constantly having to do this because it was getting to a point where it was like exhausting for me because of, you know, I'm a person and I have lots of issues going on in my personal life and my personal brain and my personal relationship to all things in the world. And so I had made a bunch of appointments that each one of them at the last minute fell through. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I guess it's fine, but what the heck? And it kept happening to a point where I didn't have anything available to edit for my next upload date. And so I was scrambling to try to find someone. I talked to a couple different people and every time it just like, it wasn't working. Um, whether it was technical difficulties or the conversation just wasn't flowing, it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of direction to how it was going. I was just feeling so frustrated. And my last attempt at a conversation with somebody, just I felt so aimless in what I was saying. I was talking to myself in circles. I felt like I was repeating myself over and over again. And I kept apologizing saying, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like I feel weird. And I don't know if they were feeling on the other end too. someone that I didn't know super well, but I just was like, I don't know what's going on right now. And then they ended up having to cut off the call. And so I was like, okay, well, I left our office in our house and walked out to the living room and told Cameron, like, this is not working right now. And I think I need to just take a break. And in my mind, I didn't know how long that would last or what that meant. I was trying not to put pressure on myself to have an answer, to have an end date, because there was so much going on within myself and things were just not working out technically here that uh, I was having a hard enough time with things that are happening in our personal life and everything going on in the world that I just was like, you know what? I'm allowed to not do this for a minute. I don't owe this to anyone but myself. And to be honest, I started this podcast for myself. We've talked about it before. <laughs> and, and I love that it resonates with a lot of you and can help people out. I, I love that this is building a little bit of community for some of you. But I'm learning more and more that I'm beholden only 
to myself and that I need to be better to myself about those things. So anyway, um, just to kind of get into a little bit more like the headspace I was in, I've been doing, I had been doing a lot. Um, and I kind of hit a breaking point and I stopped doing everything all at the same time. I was reading five books a month and constantly listening to podcasts and just voraciously taking in as much information as I could to educate myself on the things that are constantly just like banging me in the head. As liberating and amazing as it feels to have language and nomenclature and education around the things that really cloud my mind, that it's amazing to have that. I was doing it too much. I was, and a, lot, and a bigger part of the problem is that I wasn't, I was doing it for myself, but the way that I was attacking it wasn't for me. It was for everyone else. <laughs> I, since the beginning of this year, have kind of taken on this mantle that I put on myself really to educate everyone else to try to, to kind of try to vet everything for people who don't want to do the research themselves, right? So I'd read these books or listen to these podcasts and say like, this is talking about something really important. You should read it. Because I know that the majority of people who aren't in this arena, who aren't in this realm of things of caring about social and racial equity and justice, that they aren't necessarily going after those resources themselves. And I was trying to be the, not necessarily the Cliff's Notes, because I wasn't giving a ton of information, but just saying like, hey, if you don't know about this, I just read this book on it, you should read it. Or if you're wondering about this, or I've heard vaguely about this, here's a podcast episode that goes into it more. I don't, between the documentaries <laughs> that I was watching and the podcasts I was listening to and the books I was reading, I was constantly bombarding myself with information, which at a certain point was numbing me to everything else and felt better than the pain that I was feeling. But it was getting to a point where it was not healthy. It was not healthy for me. It was not healthy for my family. And I just really got to a point where I was, I was breaking. And I had a long conversation with Cameron where I explained to him all of my my fears and my anxieties around stopping this this pattern that I'd built for myself because I thought well if I stop now then the people who come into my DMs thinking that they're complimenting me by saying well you're the only person that I follow who talks about these things or thank you so much for teaching me this I never would have known about it if you hadn't shared it I know that people say those things with the best of intentions but it is so utterly disappointing to me to hear. And it's part of what spurred me to, to work myself into an oblivion because I knew that there were so many people who were looking only to me to be their source of information. And I felt that responsibility. I felt like, Yes, I did feel like it's not my responsibility to teach people. And really, honestly, like the most for the most part, I wasn't even using my own words. If I was sharing things on my stories, I was sharing words that other people had said that spoke to me and that I felt rang true. And I was 
putting those forward. And in my reviews of my books, that was my own words. And my reviews of my the documentaries and movies that I was watching, those were my own words. And I shouldn't downplay the work that I was putting into it because I was putting a lot of work into it, a lot of time. And putting so much pressure on myself to be that one source for people who I knew weren't going to go look for other resources on their own. I did it out of desperation, hope that if I could work myself into an oblivion for these people, that would finally make them want to do it for themselves. But I realized over time, as I kept getting DMs that said those same things, thank you for so much for posting this. I would have never known about it if it wasn't for you. You're the only person I follow who posts about this stuff. Thank you for doing that. They just kept coming. And from the same people a lot of the time and from new people all the time. And I just realized that my doing that isn't helping anyone. Not them, because I'm making it easy. They don't have to leave their comfort zone to learn. And I was making it so hard on myself. And I was in a place of just so much hurt and exhaustion. I took two giant steps back and I stopped. I haven't picked up a book since June. Not one that I'm trying to review for people. Anyway, I guess I should clarify because I do love to read, but I'm not regurgitating information for people anymore. And while I have felt freer and lighter, I also felt like I have abandoned my sisters in the work, my sisters in the arena, the ones who are still going at it and giving it their all and doing everything and are getting pummeled by white fragility and white rage. And I still feel a lot of guilt. I haven't worked through that one yet. And I'm trying really hard to balance taking care of myself and doing what I feel is right. And it's hard. It shouldn't have to be, but it is. Everything kind of hit the fan all at the same time, and I just quit everything all at once. I took a much-needed break from Instagram, and slowly I came back, and I was posting here or there. In addition to burning myself out in that way, I was also feeling so much confusion about where I am in my spiritual journey, in my journey to God. I was feeling so angry. I was reading a book that I still haven't finished because it was so painful to read and to learn the ugly things. I was reading Gay Rights in the Mormon Church. It's very information heavy. It's like reading a textbook. It's all about the church and anti-marriage equality legislation starting in the 90s in Hawaii leading up to Prop 8. It was so much and there were so many things that I was learning that were making me so angry at the church as an institution, at these men who we look up to as leaders. In my mind, I was distancing myself more and more from that because of how disgusted I was. It was confusing because there's still so much that I've learned from the practice of Mormonism that rings true to me 
and I was having a hard time reconciling those things. I felt like if I held on to any of it, it was a betrayal. And in my mind, I was saying, no, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done. And I felt compelled to leave it all behind, to drop every part of it. But that felt just as bad and inauthentic as making excuses to hold on to all of it. I needed to find my middle ground. I finally stopped making excuses. I finally stopped trying to convince myself that it's individuals instead of the institution of the church that was causing harm to people. Because it is the church as an institution that is causing harm. We always say, well, it's individuals who are misinterpreting things. It's individuals who are acting out of step with what the church teaches. Cut to yesterday and Elder Holland's speech at BYU. And they're literally telling us, let go of your love for the marginalized people in this world, in this church, because it's hurting the institution of the school, of the church itself. It's causing division, and we need to stay together as people who don't believe that each child of God, in their divine right, deserves what we all deserve. Elder Holland is an individual. You're going to chalk it up to he's just talking about his own feelings about that? When do leaders of the church cease to be individuals and start to become people who are shaping the church itself and its policies and its doctrine. I've had people ask me in the last little bit, are you leaving the church? Have you left the church? Are you still Mormon? And I ignored those questions because A, it's a very personal question and also a very complicated question, one that does not have an easy answer. I'm still working it out for myself. And I understand the curiosity maybe you're also confused and you're looking for solidarity. And I think that's only natural. So it's a big part of why I am recording this specific episode. To try to explain myself and shed light on where I am right now. And to also explain why I don't like the question. Because it's such a pointless question to me. Because I've come to a place, finally after feeling so stuck, where I can understand myself beyond a yes answer or a no answer. Because my answering that question in that extremely binary way isn't actually going to tell you anything about what's going on with me inside my head, inside my spirit. Through the language that we use in the church and the attitudes that are spread through the church, we've learned to make some pretty big assumptions about people who are in the pews with us and the people who are not. And it just doesn't make any sense when you think about it. At its best, the church is a place for a community to build upon your spirituality, to expand your faith, to learn from other people and their faith and their spirituality, to build and expand and build and expand with each other. But at its worst, the church and its practices and policies and doctrines are so extremely harmful. And right now, I'm choosing not to be at church because it's doing me more harm than good. 
but I've been to church and practiced spiritually my whole life, and I feel adequately prepared to continue that for myself in this stage of life. I still have my places to commune. I still have my people to build and expand with. It's just not at church. And I haven't left my belief. For so many of us, people not coming to church has meant they've abandoned their faith. And it's just not accurate. Thinking that way is reductive of real people with real feelings and experiences that we might not understand. And we need to stop thinking about it in such binary terms. Talking to both people who are within and without the church, that you're either Mormon or you're not. You either believe in God or you don't. You're either a moral person or you're not. And it just doesn't work like that. I hadn't really had a a good way to explain how I really feel about it until I read a post by Meg Conley earlier today on Instagram. And she includes a screenshot of a tweet she wrote that says, The minute I stopped seeking a true church and started seeking to know God was the minute I started to know God. It's been years but I'm still just in the first millisecond of the first minute of beginning to know God. The divine timescale is different. She goes on to say in the caption, People often ask me if I'm still Mormon. The same question asked many different ways, with hope, anger, incredulity, condemnation, compassion, conversion. I never know how to answer. I was born Mormon to two gorgeously good parents. I was raised Mormon. I was married in a Mormon temple. Two of my children were baptized into Mormonism. I've got Mormon molecules. They move within me wherever I am, even when I sit in other church pews. I couldn't excise them any more than I would the other molecules that make up my matter. Collective salvation, God that is a father and a mother, heaven as a communal earthly project, personal revelation, blessings, the folkways of faith. These things are atoms bound together within my body and spirit. Mormonism didn't create any of those indivisible particles, but it incorporated them into me. Am I still Mormon? Many members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would be quick to answer on my behalf. Their answer would be yes or no, depending on their worldview. I'm happy for them to answer as they like. I stopped giving quick answers a long time ago. I've got little certainty. My faith moves to the rhythm of a Mary Oliver poem. Wandering wonder and hope. I walk outside in the trees a lot. It's not all finding God in the forest. I do think congregations are important for the same reason C.S. Lewis valued them. Sitting in the same pews as people different than me forces me to open my heart to them as God does to us. Most pews we find ourselves in are made of wood, so maybe those old churches are forests in their own way. Light filtered by stained glass instead of leaves. Am I still Mormon? I suppose yes, and I suppose no. Just like I am water and I am not, I am carbon and I am not, I am a star and I am not. I am the things that made me and the things that will make me. I don't know how to answer the question, but I'm also not very interested in it anymore. I can hardly hear it over my own constant companion of a wonder. Is God here? Those words are extremely 
powerful to me. And I felt like they speak everything that I've had in my mind for the last few months as I've been trying to work this out. It's not something that I necessarily want to extricate myself from in the way that I want to quit believing all of it. I want to extricate myself from from the harm done. It's painful. It's painful for me to be harmed and to see others harmed and to see these extremely harmful principles and ideologies continue to be perpetuated. In the words of people I go to church with, in the words of leaders of this church. I don't want to do that anymore. It brings me no peace. I feel peace in exploring God the ways I always have, through prayer and study, but more for myself than ever before. I'm not doing it for anyone else but myself. Just know that I, I am what I am, and I am what I have been, just in a different form. You don't have to worry about not knowing me anymore or feeling like I'm a stranger to you. I feel like so often we use a measure of our participation in certain communities, the church specifically, as a shorthand for actually getting to know each other. Because we assume that, well, if you're a member of this church, you must believe and think the way that I do. And I assumed that for far too long. And my world was shattered when I learned otherwise. And I realized that I also was leaning too hard on that shorthand and not actually getting to know the people that I was worshiping with. So if you're my friend or if you're my family, don't be scared of this. Don't be scared by me because I am still who I am. Don't use my choice to pursue my spirituality differently as a reason to think you don't know me anymore. Because I feel like I know myself now more than I ever have. And I'm understanding so much about what caused me pain before, and I'm letting go of that. I have felt the fear of rejection. My family and friends, the people that I'm close to, I've been honest with. I've tried to talk about these things. But it's always sort of in nebulous terms. Because it is a nebulous feeling. So don't try to put something definite on it for me. Because it's not. It makes me nervous. It does. Because for so much of my life, that has been my community. and where it hurts to feel like I'm losing that community, it also hurt to find out that I never truly had it. And the biggest part of what I'm dealing with right now is confronting that feeling of loss. I'm not ashamed, but I don't want you to box me in. I don't want you using that overly contrasted binary to understand me. Just don't do it. And I won't do it to you. Let's talk. Let's review and revise.